Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mr. Lord, this is Mother Curtis, and we're coming on for Bible study and prayer for tonight. And we bless the Lord with everything that is within us. We know there's a lot happening around us, and we know he's allowing it, so we can just bless his holy name because he knows what he's doing. Father, in the name of Jesus. We ask you to bless every one of us that's called by your name to humble ourselves before you and pray and turn from every wicked way. Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask you to touch every one of our children and our children's children throughout every generation in the same manner, Lord. Call them to know you, to love you, to do your will. In the name of Jesus. And, Lord, we ask you to bless our apostle and his family. You know every need. You know all about it. Whatever it is that they need, Lord, you grant it in the name of Jesus. Keep your arm of protection around each one of them and keep them from the viruses and every hurt, harm, danger, accident, sickness, disease, or anything that could cause upset to any one of them or us. You brought the name of Jesus. We thank you and we praise you. We ask you to cover every one of us in the blood of the Lamb and our children and children's children throughout every generation. Cause them all to humble themselves before you and pray and seek your face and turn from every wicked way. We, we know that you know all about them. You made them. There's nothing hidden from you. And hardly any one of us, or our families, or our friends, or our relatives, or acquaintances, loved ones everywhere, any one of us has got anything in us that's not like you, Lord. We ask you to wash it away with the blood of Jesus. Wash us and cleanse us from every sin and iniquity. And Lord, bless our, our homes, our Whatever we own, you bless and you take care. You cover us in the blood. Cause every one of us to anoint our doorposts with oil, which is going to stand for the blood of Jesus. And no 
devil can enter in. In the name we thank you and we praise you, you're everything to us. And, Father, we ask you in the name of Jesus to bless whoever is going to teach your gospel tonight. You speak through them, Lord, in the name of Jesus, and you open our ears to hear and give us understanding of your word, your will, and your way. In the mighty, wonderful name of Jesus, bless us to have a wonderful Sabbath. We can't see each other, but we know each other. And, Lord, we know we would love to be together tonight in this prayer service, in this um, service of teaching and preaching or whatever is going to be done on this phone. We, we, we ask you in the name of Jesus, let us the same position as we would be in this, where we can lift up holy hands and worship you and praise you and amen what is going on. And you see into our hearts what is being taught from you. We thank you. And from this day forth and forever call us to always be ready to hear, to listen, to teach, to preach, to pray. Your word in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Father. And we praise your most holy and everlasting and wonderful name. We thank you for all the groups that are on uh, the phone praying and teaching and preaching and reminding us of what and who you are in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We thank you for giving your only begotten son to suffer and to die for us that we might have a right to the tree of life, that he took on our sins, that he could take, we could take on his righteousness. And we thank you, Lord. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for going through the and the sufferings to save us. You loved us so, Lord, and we were endless to you, but yet you suffered and died for us. Cause us to remember that and cause us to love our enemies. Bless those that curse us. Do good to those that hate us. Pray for those that fightfully use us and persecute us. You know how to do it. I remember at a time that I thought, how can you do it? But then how? Whatever this noise in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Father, and we praise you. Let us be one of the best we ever had. Let us be filled up, running over with your Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. Of Jesus, we thank you, Father, and we praise your most holy and everlasting and wonderful name. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, and we ask you in the name of Jesus to bless every church that's open in your name. I know we go into this building and we call it the church, but we need churches in us. We are the church. 
we're the living church walking around to let others know that you are real and that they need you. There's nothing we can do without you. But then we can do all things through you, Christ Jesus, who strengthened us, cause us to be able to teach and, and to preach whatever it is that you've called each one of us to do. Cause us to do it and do it well. And then cause us to humble ourselves before you because we know that we can do nothing at all without you. In Jesus' name, we thank you. We praise you. You're everything to us. Bless you, the sanctuary of peace, Lord. Bless us to love one another as you loved us. Bless us to teach, to preach, and to love, and to feed, and to give one to the other as is needed. In Jesus' name, we thank you. Do this for your church throughout the world. Cause us to, to give to those that they are in need, whether they are family, friends, loved ones, or enemies, whoever they are, if they have a need, cause us to be able to give it to them in this mighty and wonderful and righteous name. Now, Lord, in the name of and to watch over every one of our children and our children's children throughout every generation. Wash them afresh in the blood of Jesus. Those that have not been washed mm. in his blood, wash them freely in the blood of Jesus and cause them to mm. be hidden from Satan, living for you from this time forth and forever. Mm. Lord, all of those that have gotten out of college and and, 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 and and they learn other stuff of the world going into the colleges. Lord calls them to realize that they've stepped off in a battle of snakes and calls them to see it and turn from all the teachings that they have gotten while they were out in the world. In the name of Jesus, when they left they didn't have mom and daddy to depend on. Lord, in the name of Jesus, cause them to remember those days, even from babies, how they loved you, how they how they prayed, even asked for prayer at three and four years old. Lord, you you put them back in the righteousness of you. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Father, and we praise you. Now, Lord, in the name of Jesus, you 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 take of every heart that's afraid of this virus that's going around killing people. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we just call the blood of Jesus and we come higher and live for you, Lord, and not be afraid of anything because we belong to you and all power is in your hand, all power in heaven and earth. Is in your hand, and we don't have to worry. We can lift up holy hands and worship and praise you. Shout and tell the story of who you are, your Father. And we can tell the world that you are the Savior, the Savior that came to a bunch of enemies and suffered and died for us, that we might have a right to the tree of life, that we may walk in righteousness and in holiness and love and peace and joy. And, Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask you to bless each home that's representing you. You bless us. You keep us. You protect us. You tell us what to say, what not to say, how to do and how not to do. You just take charge of us. We own ourselves before you, Lord, and we pay, and we seek your faith. 
and we turn from every wicked way. You told us to do this, and you told us to be holy, even as our Father in heaven is holy. And I thank you, Lord. We bless you. We are set apart for you. We're I don't know what's going on, all the conversation that's going on on the land, but this is your time and cause us you, Lord. Cause us to listen or teach or preach or whatever it is that you told us to do. But don't let this devil come and interfere in this lesson and this teaching and this forgiveness tonight. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Father. We bless your holy name. You're wonderful. You're all we need. You're our everything. You're our beginning, our ending, and everything in between. You are our healer in the name of Jesus. You feed us when we're hungry. Hallelujah. You're our doctor when we Lord, go into every sick room tonight and touch bodies and heal them. Lord, they thought they were going on to the other land, but Lord, let them know that you were the boss. You tell them when to go and how to go and where to go. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord. Cause your people, cause you, your people, your people to hear your voice and do what you said. Live in obedience to you. This is what we need. We need to do what you said to do. We got off the old landmark, Lord, but put us back on the path of righteousness. In the name of Jesus, cause us to follow you all the days of our lives and cause us to live for you in Jesus' mighty name. Cause us to teach, preach, whatever it is. Lord, you cause us to bless your name. In the name of Jesus, we pray, Lord, and we thank you, and we bless your holy name. You're everything to us. Now, bless that one that's going to teach your word tonight. Bless them, fill them up, run it over with your spirit, with your word, with understanding, and cause us to open our ears and hear and understand what they're saying. In Jesus' pray, amen and hallelujah. Well, God bless you. Well, God bless you, Mother, for praying. Hey, beloved, this is your pastor, your apostle, Keith Brooks. I want to bless you tonight. We have a word that we want to share with you from the book of 1 Corinthians. But there's so much I need to say to you in such a short time, but I want you to understand that the word of the Lord is to groom us and fix us and cause us to have the right mind, the right attitude, and the right action in this world. Hey, let me continue on to the throne of grace and let's pray and then we'll endeavor the word of God. Father, in the holy and righteous name of the Lord Jesus Christ, is again, Father, we thank you for another day and another opportunity to come before you and to share your goodness, your kindness, and your mercy with your children. Father, we are yours. You've given blood, blood wash, and God, we love you. Feel with the power of the Holy Spirit that we're speaking in tongues to give us a strength and power to do your will. Hey, Father, we thank you for being our God. We thank you for being our Father. Now use me for your glory. 
for any sin or transgression or iniquity. Fill my mouth with blood one more time, Father, that I'll speak life, health, and strength and healing to those that are under the sound of my voice. Oh, Father, do what only you can do, and that's help save and deliver and bring us to the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, but we thank and we praise you, and all of the hearts of God's people shouted amen and amen. On tonight, we're going to share with you uh, two types of Christian that's been troubling me uh, since we've been in the quarantine. And well, I want you to hear me carefully because uh, I want to kind of punch a hole in some things that people are saying and doing that are really Christian or non-Christian or they're carnal Christian. But after the word of God before tonight, I want you to examine yourself and take inventory of how you're walking and living with God. But the Bible said we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That means no one can point a finger at no one else. But there come a time in your life and my life that we have to come to the conclusion that we either going to walk with God or turn our back completely on him. Now listen, God is the kind of God. He said, if you walk with me, I'll walk with you. If you reject me, I'll reject you. But he said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Those are promises that God has made to us, and I want to accept that promise. I don't know about you, but I'm holding on to the things and the promises of God because I know my God cannot lie. So if you have your Bibles, we're going to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 3 first, and I'm going to read out of two different versions to help you to understand how the Lord is talking and how God really want to help you and I to walk strong and powerful in the things of God. Now, the Apostle Paul was one of the greatest apostles of all time, wrote over two-thirds of the Bible. He's dealing with the church of Corinth. The church of Corinth claimed salvation, but they were so carnal-minded that they really didn't walk like God wanted them to walk, and they gave Paul a hard time. And any time a church is walking contrary to the doctrine of the will of God, you're going to have a hard time in it. Now, God has made this life for us. He's already cut out the pattern. He's already predestined our lives. But we can make life hard by walking contrary to the things of God. So here's what the Bible said. I'm going to read it first from the King James, and then I'm going to go to the contemporary English version, and I'm going to read to you, and we're going to get into the word of the Lord, and prayerfully and hopefully I can aim to give you a better understanding of what the word of the Lord says. Here's what it says in the King James, verse 1, chapter 3 of 1 Corinthians. And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. I have fed you with milk and not with meat. For hitherto you were not able to bear it. Bear what? The meat that I want to give to you. Neither yet now are you able. Well, how long have you been in church? How long have you been saved, and you're still not eating meat yet? Verse 3, for ye are yet carnal. For where is there are, or there is among you envy, strife, division? Are you not carnal? 
broken as men? For while one said, I am a Paul, and another, I am of Apollo, are you not carnal? Now, let me read that out of the contemporary English version to you that we're going to talk to you. My friends, verse 1, you're acting like the people of this world. That's why I cannot or could not speak to you as spiritual people. You're like babies as far as your faith is or in Christ is concerned. So I had to treat you like babies to feed you milk. You cannot take solid food. You still cannot. Because you are not yet spiritual. You're jealous. You're arguing with each other. This proves that you're not spiritual. And that you are acting like the people of this world. Some of you that you're following me and others claim to follow Apollo, is that not how ordinary people behave? Let's talk to you tonight from this book. That's two kinds of people, or two types of Christian. That's the carnal Christian. And the spiritual Christian. Listen to me carefully. Mute your telephones, please. Paul had a problem with Corinth Church. They loved God. Like most of us, we love God. But all of us, watch this, have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Now, when you and I have sinned, that means we walked away from the spiritual walk of God into a carnal to walk on the flesh. No man or woman can walk in Christ and commit sin. We have to step out of Christ to commit sin. Paul had a problem with the Corinthian church. They were claiming that they were saved they were acting like a bunch of babies, still drinking milk after being in church for years. How many saints of God who claim they are saved and still walking around with pacifiers and baby bottles in their hand? Some of them even have pampers on. Because they refuse to allow the Holy Spirit to help them to grow up in the Word of God. Their faith are still shattered as a baby. Yet they've been in church for years. What have they been doing all of these years? Pretending to love him? The Bible says faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So if a child of God has been in church over two or three years, their faith should have been have built strong enough that they're getting off of a bottle. So what do you say about those who been in church for 20 and 30 and 40 years? Are they deaf? Are they retarded? 
or they just refuse to hear the word of God. Now, the word of God is plain, it's sharp and powerful than any two-edged sword. There's no way that we can sit under the word of God and not grow unless you refuse to eat it. Growing up, I didn't like spinach. It was nasty to me. It was bitter. So my mom decided to work a work on me. She turned on a cartoon, and it was called Popeye. Popeye's scrawny little fella. He always had to deal with Brutus. And they were always fighting over olive oil. Olive oil was not that fine, y'all, but she was the only girl on the picture. Bluto was beating until he would reach in his bosom and get a can of spinach. My God, when he would eat that spinach, his muscles would just grow. Some of us are like that. We don't like what God said because it becomes bitter to us. But yet it will give you strength and power. Many have not grown for that reason. Christian's attitude ought to display the life of Christ. Hear me now. What is a carnal Christian? The word carnal means to be fleshly. I want you to let that soak in your head. Fleshly. Care more for the things of the flesh. The book of Romans chapter 8. Write it down. Read it. I'll quote it to you. Verse number 5. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. But they that are spiritual mind the things that are spiritual. So if we're pursuing those things that are more fleshly than they are spiritual, we remain carnal. But yet we confess that we're Christians. But we're really not walking after the Spirit of God, nor the things of God. A spiritual Christian, what do the word spiritual mean? It means to care for those things that are in the spiritual realm, to seek those things with great desires, to seek those things with great desires. Romans chapter 13, verse 14 says it this way. But put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. Let me extract that word lust from there. In the Greek, it means to forbid or a desire, a longing for. He said, when you're carnal and you lust for these things of the world, that's what you desire. But if we put on the Lord Jesus Christ, we'll begin to walk in a spiritual walk with God. 
You said, Apostle, why are you teaching this tonight? Because during this time of quarantine, I'm listening to so many Christians who claim they know Jesus. Now, listen to me carefully. God gives us all wisdom. We're not to tempt the Lord like God. We understand that COVID-19 is a virus that's here. We're not going to tempt the Lord. He gives us wisdom. But in this time of quarantine, I'm listening to so many Christians that are whining and complaining, weak and sick. What have you been doing all of these years? Have not you been praying? Have not you been seeking the Lord? For times like this is why we build up our faith. But I hear more babies in Christ, more carnal Christians have no faith at all. And it disturbs my heart. I want to take you to a stove that's really going to give you the eyesight of a spiritual one and a Christian, and a carnal Christian. Let's go to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 15. Very familiar passage to you Bible readers. The rest of you all that skim through it, you probably don't get the gist of it, but we're going to help you tonight. And I'm going to start in verse number, uh, let's start in verse 21. Not lying. I want to start in verse number 11. Let's go there. Chapter 15, verse number 11 of the Gospel of Mark. And here's what the word says. Follow me now. We're dealing with two types of Christians, the carnal and the spiritual. And it is said, now this is Jesus talking. And he said, a certain man had two sons. So this lesson is not just about one. It's about two. Jesus is talking. There's a point he want to prove to you that are living carnal. And one that would wake up to the spiritual realm and walk with God. Verse 12. And the youngest of them said to his father, Father, give me the portions of good, or the portion of goods that falleth to me. And divided, and he divided, and he divided unto them his living. The materialistic heart can cause one son to head to a sinful world. Both sons are raised in the same house. How is it that we have carnal Christians who sits under the same gospel? One becomes strong in faith, the other will remain carnal and weak. Is not the word falling in good grounds? Let's read. Verse 13. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country. 
and there he wastes his substance with rye to live it. The word rye to me, he characterized his life by a wild, uncontrollable, unbehavable lifestyle. He's backsliding from God. His father has told him and taught him how to live. Verse 14, and when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in the land. And he began to be in woe. Anytime you lose money, famine is coming. Well, there's famine in the land of famine in your life, you're going to suffer. Because he wastes his money foolishly. All right, to living, partying, wilding out. But wait a minute. We got two sons here. Help me to understand carnal son and a spiritual son. I'm talking to you that are a backslider. You still belong to God just because you're in a backslidden condition. Don't mean God will take you back. Look how verse 12 uses it. The younger son said to his father, a small elf. And then he quickly changed it to a capital L. Made it God. But listen to verse 15. It's going to get good to your spirit. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, a stranger. When you're both disgusted and lost without God, you connect yourself with strangers. Watch this. And he sent him into his field to feed swines. Now, to take a swine's job was to be employed. was the lowest job that a man could ever receive in the Jewish custom. In Egyptian culture, if a man was a swine herder, he could never marry and he was ostracized from society, no matter what he did. To raise hogs, pigs, swine, he was no longer associated with society. So this forces him to become a slave. Watch verse 16. And he would faint. Having filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him, forcing him to live like a slave. He was in his father's house. He didn't want that. Like many of us don't want the spiritual life of God. We complain, we bicker, we fight with God. And beloved, I understand that. Every true man of God, every woman of God, who truly been called, fight with God. Because we refuse to let go of our life. Because we feel like the life we have is ours. We can do what we want. But except a man lose his life, he cannot find the life God has chosen for him. Listen to me carefully. This young man is about to die to himself. Because God is getting ready to wake up something in him. Verse 17, and when he came to himself, he said, 
how many servants or how many high servants my father have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. I am not worthy. I am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as a high servant. Make me as a slave. From him repenting, he became the spiritual one with God. When you and I come to the place of true repentance, we'll find the power of a spiritual life with God. Hear me now. We're getting ready to talk about the other son in a minute. One son has rebelled, turned his back on his father, went out and done his own thing, lived every way he possibly could. Verse 20, and he arose and came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck, and he kissed him. Welcome home, spiritual son. Welcome home, spiritual son. Verse 21, and the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven, and in thy sight, and am no more worthy to be called thy son. Here's the power of reconciliation now. God's going to build the bridge back together. The spiritual son's going to come alive. But the father said to his servant, bring forth the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet. When a man was a slave, he had no robe. He had no ring of royalty. No crest ring of the family. No shoes on his feet. He lived like a slave, like all of us before we became Christians, who walk in the power of the Spirit of God. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. When you and I accept Jesus Christ, he put a robe on you. He put a ring on your finger. And he put shoes on your feet. Verse 23, bring hither the fattest calf and kill it. Let us eat and be merry. Let's party. There's more joy over one sinner that repent than over 99 just persons. God, heavens rejoice. Won't you to follow me? Because we're going to separate the carnal Christian from the spiritual Christian. Verse 24, for this my son was dead. You and I was in darkness, but we came into the marvelous light of Jesus Christ. And he's alive again. Again? Yes, he knew right from wrong, but he chose to walk away from God. He chose to leave the blessings of God. God said he's alive again. Aren't you glad that God is a God of second chances? Because you that's been straddling with God can get off the fence tonight. God said he's alive again. He was lost and he's found. 
And they in the family and all the servants begin to make merry. Here come the carnal sons. These are the ones in church that are bickering, that will refuse to grow, refuse to walk in prayer, refuse to hear the word of God, refuse to fellowship, but yet you say you love God. You're a liar and the truth is not in you. Why is that? How can you say you love your brother, whom you, your God, whom you've never seen, but hate your brother who you see? How do we hate our brothers when we cannot fellowship and we say we're in the same boat or the same ship, the same church? There's a problem. There's carnality going on. People holler, well, I don't have to. You're alive. I've never seen a soldier separate himself from his platoon. If he's marked as a soldier, he's a soldier. Either you're saved and walk spiritual or you're a carnal Christian. Verse 25, now his elder son, that word son in the Greek enhanced an example of a carnal son. He's a son. He's elder father, but he's carnal. You are the father, but you're carnal. You desire fleshly things more than the spiritual things of God. Was in the field. And as he came and drew nigh to the house, he heard music and dancing. Watch the son reply. Watch his attitude. Watch him now. Verse 46. And he called one of the servants and asked him, What? These things mean it. What's going on? I've been slaving all day in the field. What's all the music about? I didn't know we were having a party tonight. Verse 27, and he said unto him, Thy brother is come. We ought to be rejoicing when one walks spiritual. Watch this. And thy father has killed the fattest calf. Because he received him safe and sound. Here's what the carnal brother does. He was angry. He got so angry, he could not even think straight. The Bible said in Ecclesiastes 7 and 9, Be not haste in thy spirit to be angry, for anger rests in the bosom of a fool. What do that mean, preacher? A fool illustrates an idiot, stupid, silly, foolish, nincompoop. That's where the word fools translate. Now, over in the next chapter, you read a story about a rich man and a poor man. The poor man died, and the Bible said he was in Abraham's bosom which symbolized paradise. The Greek also said it was like a pouch held like a hell, like holds a baby, like you see men or women holding a baby in front of their chest in a pouch. It was called the bosom, paradise. God was holding Lazarus there. But here's what it said. Look at it carefully. Anger was in his heart. He would not go in. Therefore, his father 
came out and entreated him, begged him, son, what's wrong with you? Christians who are in church can't participate, can't do what other Christians are doing. What's wrong with you? I'm entreating you tonight. Why can't you fellowship like everybody else? Why can't you participate? You think just giving a dime or a dollar make you happy with God? God is not moved by your dollars. God is moved by your servant, your action. That's what the Bible says. The Father entreated. He's mad. He's angry. He's hostile. Verse 29. And he answered, saying to his Father, No, these years. Do I serve thee? I've been a servant to your daddy. Some of you all have been angry with God. But I want you to circle the pronouns in here. Because you're going to find how much self is involved in carnal Christians. Some of you all get burnt out. Let me help you with the thought. Let me interject this. If serving God has become a burden to you, this is a sign that you're a carnal Christian. Now, I didn't say we don't get weary in this journey. But if it's a burden to you, you're not walking in the spirit. You're walking in your flesh. Those that walk in the spirit, the heavy load of the cross may seem like a burden, but will quickly come to our spiritual senses and say, whatever the Lord's will is, so be it. Jesus got heavy for a moment. Father, if you not will, move this cup. He said, oh, catch yourself, catch yourself. Nevertheless, not my will, but thou. Jesus' whole purpose was to please his Father. So watch this, son. For what I serve thee, neither transgress I at any time thy commandment, and yet thou never gavest me, me, a kid that I might make merry with my friends. The word my is a pronoun, but it also can be used as a possessive adjective. It can be as a possessive pronoun, which shows ownership. Look what I have done. See, carnal Christians need a pat on the back. You need to make a sign for them and say, look, look, look what I did. Oh, I did this, Pastor. Help me, look, look, give me some credit. Those that walk spiritual can care less about credit, getting accolades. Now, we do want to honor those that need to be honored. God will do that. But why do you get mad if somebody don't honor you? Because you're carnal. You get hostile. You walk around with a confused look on your face. You pout. Paul said, there's a problem among y'all. 
Something is going wrong. There is a problem in the church. Something is wrong. We say we serve a God that's sovereign, that's powerful. Yet we won't obey him. Yet if we don't get accolades, we're mad. Heck, if I didn't get accolades for some of the things I've done in life, I've been quit church and gone back to the world. But where will I go back to? Well, I never ain't there no more. I will be an idiot. The same when I live in the world is still there. It's not there anymore. His eldest son got his eye problem. He got selfishness going on. But as soon as thy son was come, which has devoted thy living to harlots, thou hast healed for him the fattest. See, God rejoices over the spiritual one. He don't care about what your life once was. He understands when you turn and come to yourself and come back to him, he said, you are my, put a robe on the fella, put a robe on the young lady, put a ring on her finger, put shoes on her feet, and let's have a party. Because spiritual things is what moves our God. Verse 31, and he said unto him, Son, thou art ever with me, all that I have is thou. But he's so full of himself, he's got envy in him, jealousy. He cannot even think so. Proverbs 27 and 4 say, wrath is cruelty, and anger is outraged. But who is able to stand before envy? Envy is a feeling of discontent, resentment of someone else's possession. You're mad because God blessed somebody else? You got envy in your heart? They used to call envy the green-eyed mustard. Why are you envying? Someone else because God is blessing them. Maybe if you change your heart from a carnal spirit to a spirit of thanksgiving and praise and worship, God will bless you. Psalm 119, 165 said, Great peace have they which love thy law. Nothing shall offend them. You that walk spiritual should never be offended when God blesses others, and you're not. Those that are all carnal become offensive, and they become offended, and they get envy in them because God smiled on another. Now, I didn't say it won't make you question yourself and question God even, because we all feel like we deserve. God bless me. See, because you're looking at out appearance, what you think an individual is not doing. What God is doing is looking on their heart. He said, but their heart is seeking me more than you. You're not seeking me. You're pretending you are. I said these words to some of the saints the other day, and I want to help you. 
I understand the plan of the will of God. I understand that Jesus chose 12 disciples, but one was a devil. But my little I, I, I can't figure out some things, and I'm going to put it out there. Why every time the church get together, we got to have a devil showing up? Seem like they ought to not have a devil get this in the house of God. Your house, my house, maybe so. But the house of God? Let me take it a step further. How in the world can the devil want to violate heaven? For the kingdom of God suffered violently. Can we violently take it back by force? Satan decides to disrupt heaven. So once when we walk spiritual, when carnal spirits are there, one will have to override the other one. You that are spiritual should be able to override carnality. It should not be able to stay. All of my children are on different levels in life, like Christians. But I would expect them to be 30 and 40 and 50 and 60 and still acting like babies. Now, I know every now and then, my youngest want to act like, damn, man, what's up? I'm like, yeah, it's all good. But he's not coming and say, sit in my lap and me, give him a pacifier on the bottom. If you do that, I'm going to say, hurry up, let's go to the doctor, son. There's a problem going on here. Kidding around, you jump on me. But sincerely, Christians who are all supposed to be in the Lord, Still got envy and strife and arguing. During a time of praise and worship, you got discontent in your heart, contentment against one another. How can God be pleased? Now, you that are spiritual, understand who you are. But if you're carnal, like this son, the elder felt like he deserved everything because he never left home. It's like people being in church for a long time expect seniority. There is no seniority in God. Well, I deserve to have more right. Where did you get that from? God has no respectable person. Jesus gave a parable. Go work in my vineyard and I'll pay you a penny a day. And he went back into the marketplace, and he found men standing idly. He said, go to work. They said, yes, sir. He made them go to work. He gave them a penny a day. The day was over. He called them all together to begin to pay. From the first to the last, he gave them a penny. The first one said, we deserve more money because we bought the heat of the day. He said, but did not I say I'll pay you a penny? You think I'm wrong because I give you a penny? I just write. Wait a minute. I made an agreement for a penny. You just been saved a long time. You get nothing more than eternal life. The ones that's getting saved and walk spiritually will get eternal life. But we bore the heat of the day. 
We've been carrying a cross for a long time. We've been preaching the gospel a long time. We've been praying a long time, fasting a long time. We expect more, God. He said, no, I only promise you a penny. I only promise you eternal life. How can you say that I'm wrong if I do what right was with mine? They were angry like the elder son here. They tell you he's carnal. It doesn't matter. I had a friend I was talking to the other day, and he said, you know, I accept all of this virus and this plague. I said, how, brother? He said, well, pastor, I know that God's got me covered in the blood of Jesus Christ. I'm not worried about nothing. I'm not foolish. I got enough wisdom to understand what to do and what not to do. But if I die, I'm going to meet Jesus. So I got a twofold win here. Stay under the blood, stay protected, but if I don't, and something happens, I'm out of here. I'm going to meet Jesus. Wow. That sounds like a man of faith. Sounds like a man that walks in the spirit of God. Sounds like a child of God that stands strong in the things of God. Listen, a carnal Christian is always concerned about I. That ninth alphabet, I. Always me, 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 mine. Never God's God. When we turn our life over to Jesus Christ, we turn it over for a spiritual walk with him. I'm closing with this. Nicodemus came to Jesus by night. He's a doctor of Pharisees, know the Torah. He, he's deep in the word. The book, the letter. Jesus confused him, though. He said, thou must be born again. And Nicodemus was troubled. He, he said, wait a minute, wait a minute. Now, I, I, I'm a doctor of the law, man. I know the, I, what you mean. I'm old. Do I enter a, a second time into my mother's womb? And Jesus probably chuckled and laughed and said, no, Nicodemus, you must be born of the water and of the spirit. Nicodemus was troubled. Troubled, but troubling. Nicodemus became a secret disciple of Jesus, just like Joseph of Amethyst, rich man. Many believe he owned the, the garden where Jesus would pray. He was a secret disciple who accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. I'm talking to somebody that's been on the fence. I'm talking to somebody that's been a backslide. I'm talking to somebody that's been carnal. It's okay. You fought a good battle being carnal. Guess what you would do if you walked spiritually? There would be no Goliath standing before you. Because the rock in your hand would be the rock of ages. I want you to walk like Jesus called us. Do we all fumble and stumble and sin? That's carnal. But after a while, we're going to outgrow those things. And once you mature in the things of God, God expects you to show that light. He expects you to be the living epistle. Because many people won't read the Bible, but they will read you and your character. They'll know if you know God. Let's talk to God, our Father. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you for this word. 
God, we may need a part two with this because there's so much more I know you want to say. Bless the hearts that are listening to the sound of my voice. Let it be heard that it was your voice, not mine, Jesus. Speak to every thought and every mind. Regulate every person under the sound of my voice. I command peace in their hearts, peace in their home, peace upon their life. God, let no one be the same after tonight. I want you all to pray with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I ask you to take over my heart tonight. And if I walked in carnality, forgive me, Father. Let me walk strong in the spirit of Almighty God. Let me walk in the power of your spirit. You said as many as are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Father, I want to walk in your spirit. I want to walk in spiritual things. Open my spiritual eyesight. Unstop my deaf ears that I may hear spiritually. Give my heart spiritual understanding. And Father, I will ever give your name to praise. Thank you for coming into my heart, Jesus. Thank you for forgiveness of my sin. Now wash me in your blood. Peace, I command you to be still in Jesus Christ's precious name. And all of the hearts of people, God's people said amen and amen. Hey, beloved, I'm praying for you. This is your apostle. And I want you to know that I love you. Jesus Christ loves you. And hey, listen, I don't want you to beat yourself. But if you see, and while you take an inventory, that you've been walking as a carnal Christian, been in church for years, and you can't stand up and pray, can't stand up and worship God, there is something wrong. God will take a shy man in less than one year and make him a preacher, and he'll tap the world. How can saints be in church still? Oh, my God, I'm ashamed to stand before people. Hey, listen, you wasn't ashamed in the world. You got that vodka and that gin in you and everything else, them other spirits, you wouldn't ashamed to dance by yourself on the floor. How can you say you're full of the Holy Ghost? How can you say you say and cannot stand in church and give God glory? Something wrong with that picture. I want you to analyze it tonight. And, hey, you got my number if you need it, call it. I don't mind praying with you. You know apostles up all time day and night. I'm waiting on your call. Because I know I'm talking to somebody under the sound of my voice. Hey, I love you. I'm out of here. And I love you. And ain't a thing you can do about it. God bless you. Have a blessed night. I'm out. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.